0: Uh, this is Dave, and I'm a Compulsible Reader, and uh, my qualifications are I came to OA August 17th, 1976, and I weighed uh, a little over 300 pounds, uh, and uh, I, the last time I weighed myself, uh, I've had – I worked in a shop with 22 guys, and I bet a guy, Bill uh, – that he was uh this is only men would do this that he was fatter than i was and that that that's what really happened and so everybody laid down the bets and we got on the big truck scale and i lost by about 20 pounds and that was that was the beginning of my bottom because i just couldn't believe that 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 bill was was bigger than i was and uh but that's you know that that's that's where i was at I, i can't i couldn't have been any different you know and uh anyway uh then uh as as you know i i i was obese all my life um i was adopted child my parents fought all the time they didn't they really didn't like each other and uh, my mother would say well i only stayed with your father because of you you know and so i felt responsible for their marriage and and, uh, and their discord of course uh didn't have a rational mind when I was a child and so I grew up uh, shame based and uh and, and fully guilt and so you know that that's how I started out life and uh so uh you know we moved uh to san diego and uh and my parents got divorced they separated and, you know they they separated a bunch of times when I was a little boy. And uh, I, I was having a, a appendicitis or something. And I was in the hospital in, in Sonora, California, and uh, my parents came to visit me in the hospital. And they said, "They, you know, they said, son, is there anything we can do for you? I said, yeah, I want you to stay together, you know. And then, uh, they they were, they were silent, you know, of course. Because I needed, I realized when I started writing in the programs that I, I really needed st- you know, security. I was... Uh, I was really, uh, had the abandonment thing going big time. And and what comforted me was food. Uh, food was my friend. And and I you know, when I'd start eating, I, I would I would eat. And you know, my mother would, when I'd feel sorry for myself, my mother would sit me down at the table and give me a glass of milk and a, and put the box of uh, crackers out in front of me. And uh, then I'd eat a package of the crackers. And she'd say, well, you know, that's a lot of crackers for you to eat, uh, David. Uh, you know, that's gluttony. So so, I, you know, I think back on that, and I think, you know, if this program was called Gluttons Anonymous, I would feel just really comfortable there because, you know, in the AA 12 and 12, it says, you know, one of the five, seven deadly sins is gluttony. And, I, and so, you know, that. thank God, God has relieved me of that today. And uh, I didn't know that could happen when I came in the program. And, and I got here after the shots, and I'll just shorten it up with the shots and the pills. I, I did that and lost weight. You know, got down to 190 pounds. I went came down to visit my mother in San Diego, and the there was a girl that used to hang around the pool hall with us high school kids named Judy Rudensky, and I thought she was the most beautiful thing in the world, you know. And I,
1: but I would never
0: go tell her that or say hello to her. I was afraid of, of women and girls, you know. And I was not, I always I believed I was too fat. No, no woman would ever have anything to do with me because my nickname was Porky, you know. So I was just humili- people humiliated me, and I laughed it off. You know, I was a jolly fat man, and so um, I came in the pool hall, and I weighed 190 pounds, I think. And and uh, she came up and threw her arms around me and said, "Dave Birch, you look great. What did you do, man? You're really a good-looking guy." And it just was pouring on the uh, compliments and everything, and I just I couldn't say. I just froze. I did couldn't say anything. And I didn't realize at the time that, that that after she said goodbye, I got so angry at myself. I wanted to ask her out on a date, but I just couldn't do it. You know, and and, uh, and I I went to the Speedy Mart, is what they called them back then in 1975 or whenever it was. And now there's 7-Elevens, and I bought a bunch of stuff and started binging. You know, of course. And uh, I did. I didn't know I was angry at myself for many years until I got in this program, uh, and and and. And that man got a hold of me and and helped me write and 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 discover myself yeah. and uh, he just changed my life. Uh, and so you know, I then then it was another uh, disappointment, weight gain and and, and and failure, and I was a failure. and I always thought I was a failure, and so you know, I gave up on the dieting and or trying to lose weight and and uh I i just couldn't i couldn't stand it you know to be thin it was just uh you know nothing nothing changed and and so um so i went uh i went and found this you know i i came back to san diego i don't remember why i did i was working for a man up there on his ra- on his racing car and i came back down here and lived with my mother and uh and, and my mother took care of me and nurtured me and comforted me and, you know, and, but she was emotionally unstable. And so she, you know, would, would get angry at me also, you know, but she was always, if I needed anything, my mother would take it. She's my best friend. Uh, and I miss her. She was, she, you know, she just adored me. And when I, when I was a little baby in the orphanage, uh, my sister was a lot older than, than I am. And, and, uh, and my mother couldn't have any more children, so she, you know, went for, you know, or, or well, I was in 1944, probably 46. And, uh, and she wrote, wrote in there that uh, my mother went, went and she picked me out of all the little children in there. And the lady said, you know, that little boy has cross eyes, uh, so you're going to have to. Have spent a lot of money, and there's a lot of other children in here that need to be adopted that don't have physical deformities like he does, you know. And my mother said, "No, I want him." You know, so I was always special to my mother, and and the only person in my life I, you know, I used to say that to, cares cared about me was my mother. So, um, and so you know, I, you know, then I I, I came back and went to work, and I, you know. Gain more weight, gain 20 pounds every year, I think, or more. And uh, I got really, I got really sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. You know, the guys would, I would, uh, I went to, uh, I had, I got medical insurance, and uh, I met a woman, and she had two children, and I adopted her children. Guess what? Adopted kids, adopted adopt children. You know, so, and we have, I have patterns in my life, repeat patterns, and so. And it was wonderful. I just had spent a whole uh, a week with my daughter and her husband and my grandkids, my great grandkids, you know. And, and, that, and she's my daughter loves me, and I was, she just thinks the world of me. I'm her, I'm her daddy. She never knew another daddy. You know? So um, I went to the I went to my my I had medical insurance. I went to see Kaiser Permanente, got an appointment, and I went to see a doctor, Mary janey in there, nice lady. Doctor of Internal Medicine. I said, "Look, I need to lose weight, you know." And uh, and she said, "Well, here's here's a food plan. Go on the food plan. and Come back and see me in a month, you know." So I went on the food plan. My wife cooked my meals, and, and uh, you know, uh, praise praise her. She bless her heart, my late wife. And so she uh, and, and I and I lost weight again, you know. And then Christmas came, and the guys in the shop were having a potluck, and they said, "Hey, you know." you're not going to screw up the potluck, Dave, uh, you know, have something to eat, enjoy yourself, and you go on your damn diet on Monday, and I said, well, that sounds good, you know, I, that sounds pretty reasonable, I, I can enjoy all the lunchroom food and everything, and, and I did, and I, of course, Monday, as, as a lot of us know on this, on this phone meeting, Monday never comes after our diet gets broken, and so uh so then more disappointment more shame more self-hatred and uh and then i heard about the stomach bypass surgery and it just came out and i I, somebody told me about it i heard it somewhere and and so i uh i I called dr mary janey and i said you know your diet didn't work i gained this weight and i even gained more and she said well the diet works if you work it you know and i said well I heard about this stomach bypass surgery, and I—that's I, what I, I want to do. That because I'm, I, you know, I can't do anything about this thing. I fail on these diets all the time. And she says, "Well," I said, and she says, I, "I don't. You're not a candidate for that. You don't have congestive heart failure or diabetes or anything yet." And I said, "Well, you know, then I need to see a psychiatrist." And I had the second part of the second step right. <laughs> i said because i'm crazy when it comes to food i i think about it all the time i t- i talk to my wife about dinner at breakfast time and if i don't like what she's having for dinner I, I i I feel so guilty that i don't want to hurt her feelings i stop and go through the drive-in and eat something before i go home and then i eat her food so she won't feel guilty because i didn't eat her you know and just you know i was just a mess you know codependent the whole thing and uh and she said, no, I don't think they're crazy. She says, I, what I think is you need a a support group. And she says, I only know of two, Weight Watchers and Overeaters Anonymous. And one costs, and the only thing I know about them is one costs money and the other one is free. And I said, which one's the free one? And she said, well, Overeaters Anonymous doesn't cost any money, you know, but the other program costs money to join it. John. So I, I don't want to spend any money on myself. So I went to Overeaters Anonymous meeting. And uh, uh, man, I couldn't believe it. I I never heard people talk that way. People in there understa- understood my problem, and uh, and and they had they had this way of doing things. And I and, and I was a I was a mechanic. So you know, mechanics, you, before you tear anything apart, you get the manual. You know, you got to get the instructions. You know, what this goes here, that bolts on there, this gear or whatever. You know, and so I said, well, how do you do this? And they said, well, you, well, you get a sponsor, follow the follow the food plan, do the assignments, call three people every day, uh, no coffee tea or, or only only thing between meals is coffee tea and low calorie drinks, no sugar, no flour, no wheat, no starches, and you and you do the assignments for 30 days, and then you become a food sponsor. What's a food sponsor? But you take people's food you know you, you you know people call you up and tell you what they're going to eat you know and make a commitment and I go, well that's you know and I said, well you know I got to, I've got to lose about hundred thirty pounds here I'm 300 pounds you know and the lady said yes but you only you, the way this program works Dave is you do it one day at a time. That's how you do it, one day at a time. Well, what the hell does that mean? I didn't, I did, you know, some kind of, clear, you know, phrase. But, you know, she gave me the solution. And so, then there was those other people in the meeting who had those big book Alcoholics Anonymous and all, and they wanted me to come to the step study all the time, and I, uh, I don't want, I'm not an alcoholic. Why should I read Alcoholics Anonymous book? So I didn't go, and I lost all my weight. In about a year, I got a sponsor, Helen, We called our food into each other and uh, she gave me assignments. I did the the assignments. I gave, became a food sponsor and everybody wanted me to to lead meetings and speak and everything because I had done what everybody was trying to, a lot of people were trying to do, but I hadn't worked the steps and, you know, and I couldn't have been, I I don't like to pick on myself because I couldn't have done it any other way. I wasn't open to the spiritual solution. When you talked about God, I said, "Well, you know, I I don't work hard enough to earn God's favor. Number one, and I failed God. I didn't go to church. I didn't, you know, uh, I I didn't behave in church. I got in trouble in church when I was in Sunday school. So, and the lady told me Jesus doesn't like little boys to throw clay and don't draw outside the lines and and make noise and you know, and and uh, and I was a, a a hyperactive little boy, you know." I, I needed attention all the time because I was starving for love, And uh, pretty much that way when I came in the program, I was a man. So, so you know, in about 10 years in the program, I was the chairperson of the inner group. I was a vice chairperson. I was, uh, I don't think I'd served as treasurer yet. I might have. And I was, you know, a guy, I went to the, I was, you know, the people that were doing it were involved in the service. They were on the inner group, they were region 2 representatives. They were they were on the retreat committee. They were they you know doing the marathons. They were you know they they were doing all this stuff and they were sponsoring people. Well, I got the sponsor people right thing, but and and but I I really thought I had this thing covered. I like my weight was off, I was running. Uh I I met a lot of uh, women in the program and I learned a lot from them and and uh you know I get girlfriends and things like that and and i start i i, I really thought i went to i love myself, I was trying to love myself, and I thought I loved myself and and uh and I never had you know gotten down to the deep cedar issue yet and uh, so they invited me to be on the retreat committee, and they had retreats here in San Diego back in the seventies and eighties uh every two months. And, and when there wasn't a retreat, there was a marathon on Saturday. And so there was something going on all the time, you know? And uh, so I got on that retreat committee. I couldn't understand why anybody would want me to be on their retreat committee because I didn't know anything. That's the way I felt about myself. I was, I, you know, I still had the affirmation that I was fat, dumb, stupid, and ugly, And people would laugh at me in the program. they say, how you doing, Dave? I'm just fat, dumb, stupid, and ugly." You know what I mean? <laughs> and they say, well, you're, you know, they'd say, you're not fat anymore. You're not stupid. We listen to you all the time. And you're not ugly. You're a good-looking guy. You had a girlfriend. You know, why would she, why would Aileen go out with you if you were, you know? So, I mean, just the whole thing. And I, it was just so hard to accept that. And, uh, you know, and, um, and mentally. And so uh, I got to hear the The neat thing about it is a, a few osmosis or whatever. I got to hear the, some of the best people speak at our retreats up there, and uh, and then I then I got promoted to being the treasurer, and the, you know I I did things I never thought I could do in 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 the program you know, by because doing service in the program. And uh, I heard a man can't used to lead our retreats, and he and he said I heard him say this. He said, you know, the whole idea is to have this obsession removed. And I still had the food obsession. I mean, I was scared to eat. Uh, you know, I was uh, only ate certain things and, you know, I just weighed, measured everything. I was keeping my weight off, but I was <clears throat> I was an emotional mess. And so, um, you know, I started to – then my wife divorced me because I – I had to go to more meetings. The Wednesday night meeting wasn't enough. So people invited me to come to, oh, why don't you come down to Wednesday night Kensington meeting? That's a good meeting. So I went Wednesday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. I started meeting in my house. And and my wife didn't like uh, uh, OA people because you you had taken away, the and she felt this way, I know she did. You had taken away the love and affection that, that, that she was giving me. And you were giving me something that she couldn't give me. And, and you were, you know, and, and so, you know, and bless her heart, she, it was just hard on her, you know, and I didn't understand it at the time, I thought she was being very unreasonable, I understand today. And uh, I made amends to her, you know, and, uh, and just, I just made a mess of our, our relationship. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't totally, but uh, the you know that my divorce she divorced me uh, and my divorce paper said responded suffered severe personality change as a result of involvement of the program of Overeaters Anonymous so I was out I was out you know I was out of the house and and I ran into a guy named Pete Peterson and he came he was an AA guy came over to the program uh you know to OA and uh and we got to know each other and and he said you know uh, i'm sleeping in my car and you're sleeping on rick white's couch you get an apartment i said well i don't know if i can afford that you know and so we got, to, god will find us an apartment i go here's this god stuff you know this guy's starting in about this god stuff and so we got an apartment and and i was crying and, and i said well, you know he said what's the matter i said we got an apartment and i said well we don't have any furniture we don't have a, a couch we don't have a kitchen table yeah, you know, we don't have a TV set. We don't have anything. I don't have a bed to sleep in. I'm sleeping on the floor. And my daughter's sleep bag I borrowed. And he said, and he said this to me, he said, God is gonna provide everything we need in about two months. By the time two months are up, we'll have we'll have enough stuff that we'll have to give some of it away. And I thought, This guy is crazy. You know, God's gonna provide all this stuff, you know. And, uh, in two months we had st- of so much stuff we had to give it away. I mean, it's just, it was, it was miraculous. And that's how I learned. I called Pete up the other day and I, I call him up all the time, and at least once a year, and I thank him for what he did for me. And he sat, he sat down with me and helped me write, and in, write, period. Uh, write about my feelings, write an inventory, you know, and just, uh, just one thing, you know, one hit after another, it seemed like. And uh, I, I started to, to find out about my relationship with God, you know, and I think, oh, over, over, you know, a, after, you know, after years and years here, uh, I'm still developing a relationship with God. And, and, uh, and I'm discovering that, you know, I discovered that God is not performance based. You know, I always thought I had to work to earn God's favor, you know. And he's, re- he relieved one, you know, one day I realized my obsession was gone I, and I started to wonder how did that happen? What, what thing changed? When I realized today I began to receive grace, like it says in the AA book. I, I started two step studies and, and uh, one during the pandemic and, and I, and I started one on Saturday morning at our, at our local meeting and I started the men's meeting up again down here in San Diego for me. You know, the guys asked me to start to, to help them start the men's meeting back up because it died in a restaurant. I said, I'll help you start it, but it's got to be a step study. I said, fine, Dave, whatever, you know. And I found a hospital to have it in the conference room, and then I started the one on the pandemic, a men's, men's step study. And, uh, and you know, I, I I read that. I don't know how many times I read. The, we read through the AA 12 and 12, now we read back through it again. And, and see, when I came in, they didn't have the OA books. All we had was the AA books. And so I learned to mark out the word alcohol and put food in there, an alcoholic and put compulsive overeating. And then it made sense to me. Somebody <clears throat> somebody told me to do that. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was a revelation. I began to see when I read read page 30, what they were talking about, that the great obsession <clears throat> is that we can eat like other people. That's a great obsession that had to be so, uh, but also 23 times in A 12 or 12, it mentions the grace of God. And I said, well, what is, you know, I didn't know what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a college educated man, and I, and I didn't like to read uh, when I was, before I got in the program. And, uh, and so I, I looked up the word grace, and it's a free, unmerited gift from God. It's 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 his way of blessing us, and it's always been there. I didn't know, I didn't realize that I'm under grace all the time, and 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 I the only only way I can receive it is through faith, and it's it's a gift. So I, I I don't deserve it. I can't earn it. I just need to receive it, and that's what I never could do. I have trouble receiving. Uh, my family's being really nice to me up there, and I, I always have trouble coming up here because my daughter won't let me pay for anything. And she's got the idea that, you know, she says, "Well, you took care of me all my life, and it's time for me to take care of you." It's just really sweet, but it's receiving it that's the problem, you know. So if you, you know, I heard that I heard that that, that that I could have the obsession removed years ago, but I thought not me. You know that's 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 for those good people that are working the program perfectly. You know, I've never worked the program perfectly, but I I realize now that even though I've done it piecemeal, uh, I've done a pretty good job. You know, and uh, so God, aren't twenty minutes up yet? <laughs> anyway, I'm or maybe I was supposed to time out. I'm not sure. But so today, I, be- um, I believe your time is up, Dave. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. So, you know, today I'm 79 years old. Uh, I walk every day uh, about three miles, a little more sometimes. Uh, first thing in the morning, I read my meditation. I go on 645 phone meeting every morning. And uh, that's how I start my day. That's my discipline, you know, and then I take phone calls from my sponsor, a lot of people, probably too many, but but probably not because God puts them in my life. And, and uh, so, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't have to earn God's favor. I'm just trying to, you know, do the, do the right thing, you know, and just uh, live one day at a time. And, uh, you know, that's, that's it. I'm just a normal person. I'm not, nobody's special. Uh, I I don't want to, I don't want to get my head blown up, you know, that's, that's like, cause I do that grandiose ascension. So, Today I'm uh, I'm here, grateful to be here, grateful to be absent on Thanksgiving. Once again, thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. Would you like to leave a topic? Yeah, uh how about uh what does one day at a time mean to you? What does one day at a time mean? Thank you again.